Happy Easter. Happy 2020 Easter. Oh my goodness. We miss your guys' faces so much. John and I took a little field trip to a barn today. So we are still social distancing, but we wanted to give you a new background. But we just wanted to say we miss you so much. We're so thankful for you. Many of you have reached out and asked, how can we help? There's been some needs that as the church, we've been able to help this week, and it's been amazing. So a lot of the ladies have helped with making masks for Kaiser, for Park Regency Assisted Living Home. And I mean, they have made hundreds of masks. So I'm sure they're uh, sewing in their sleep. But thank you. Thank you so much um, for giving to us, to Hill City Church, so we can do things like that. There's also a family that um, their mom actually was in the hospital with COVID-19 and she was in the ICU and they told her that she was going to have to be put on the ventilator. And so the kids didn't have food. So we were able to meet that need because of you. And um, now we're just so excited to hear that a miracle has definitely happened in her body. For two days, they said she's going to be put on the ventilator and now she is doing better. Um, her oxygen is increasing. She was never put on a ventilator and God is still doing miracles during even the craziness of quarantine. And um, we just want to say we love you. We miss you. We can't wait to hug your necks. Thank you for all that you're doing. And just, I just wanted to challenge you on this Easter Sunday too, that if you're not inviting God in, um, just invite his presence into your home and into your life during this season because I really feel like that's what he wants us to do. Even though we don't understand everything around us, God is just saying, can I be present in your life? And so even if it's just you sitting on your couch and turning on worship music like I need to do right now and just saying, God, I need to feel your presence. I don't know what to say, but I need to feel your presence then do that. It's just the simple moments where he wants to speak to us. So I invite you to do that. I challenge you to do that. And I know he will speak to us. And then I'm just so excited for this Easter service because we get to hear from our very own, own. We get to hear about their stories of how God has changed their life. So enjoy this with us. We love you. Happy Easter.
Hello, and uh, thank you for joining us this Easter. I know it's crazy. We're in a barn in the middle of Thornton. And I know in the middle of uh, quarantine, it's kind of strange because normally we have these Easter patterns, right? These, we, we normally do something with the family. I don't know what you do. You can put in the comments below what you normally do during Easter. I know we always dye eggs and we spill vinegar and dye all over uh, our countertops. I don't know what you do. Then we eat with friends and family here. Uh, but yeah, just place what you normally do and you guys can share or share some good ideas that we could do within the quarantine. Just put it in the comments below. Uh, but I know it's very different, very different for people who love ritual, who are pretty like love tradition. Uh, but even in the quarantine, it doesn't change the message of Easter. It doesn't change the day. It doesn't change our hope. We still have hope for those who are following Jesus in this moment where we feel like our world is changing. I'm just wanting to tell you, Jesus is still alive. He has been resurrected. And that's what we believe. People in our world today, they're facing hard times. Uh, and you too, me too, we're facing a fear, the unknown. You're wondering if you have uh, uh, the coronavirus and you're giving it off. You know, I'm, I, I get a little paranoid. I'm like, do I have it? Candace, do I have it? Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it, I think it's more just these, these anxious thoughts, right, of sickness and death and the unknown of our finances, our jobs, our businesses, our kids at school, or if you're a teacher, uh, school. But I want to remind us, and maybe you need to remind yourself that in every dark day in Christ, there is a resurrection that nothing can stop God from redeeming. Even in the dimmest moments when it looks like it's over, the Bible tells us there is a resurrection. And that's what Christians believe. I'll give you the three things we believe. And this is the gospel, that the son of God, he humbled himself, came into the world, becoming a servant. Number two, he died on the cross for our sins, taking our judgment and death. And number three, he rose from the grave, overcoming death and giving us eternal life in Jesus starting right now. Not this future tense, right? Not this future resurrection. No, he's resurrecting. He's renewing our lives right now because the resurrection, it changes everything. It changed time. It split time in half from BC to AD, before Christ to after his death, right? And, and, and it split time in half. It changed culture. The worship day moved from Saturday to Sunday, which is truly unprecedented, especially for those who have been practicing this, uh, this, this for a thousand years, uh, the, uh, especially for the Jews, right? It, it also changed the way to God. On the cross, he cried. It is finished. The temple veil tore from top to bottom, showing that Jesus' sacrifice was acceptable. And we no longer need to live separated from God with someone else in the way that we could be with God, that God is with us. The resurrection also changed the group of people. These cowardly disciples who ran away were transformed into these world-changing leaders going from India all the way to Africa, all the way across the world. And some of them even gave their life to say and preach and to tell others that Jesus is alive. He has been resurrected.
They came out of hiding like lions, unafraid of Rome, unafraid of death, and with a message, right? And they even penned these words, O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? And you can say, I don't believe in the supernatural, or I don't believe this and that, but you cannot say that nothing happened in that moment. Historians tell us that everything changed after the resurrection. See, the resurrection also changes lives. Let me give you a testimony of a man named Paul from the Middle East. He grew up in the place called Tarsus, and he was training to be a professor, and he grew up very traditionally Jewish, and he hated all this new Jesus Christian stuff. Actually, it's, it's so infuriated him that he started to oppress and harass Christians, putting them in jail, even taking their lives until he personally encountered Jesus. And this is what he said about his experience. He said this, if it seems we're crazy, it's to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it's for your benefits. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all died for our, uh, died our old life and Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So, he says, we stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from this human point of view. How differently do we know him now? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new has begun. See, Paul is saying this, that there should be a before and after to your life when you begin to follow Christ, when you become, give your life fully to Christ. The old life has to go, the old ways, the old habits, it's the old thoughts, the old identities, the old purpose of your life, just like everyone else. It's time to live a new life, Paul says, redeemed by Jesus, empowered by the resurrection, a new way of thinking, believing, and living, right? Not caught up evaluating people like in what they do. This is the old way of evaluating people, what they have and how they can benefit us. But by knowing, the new way is knowing that people are eternal and they are loved by God and Jesus Jesus died for them. They need new life. And Paul ends this statement like this. So we are Christ ambassadors, delegates, representative, agents. I love the word agents. God is making his appeal through us. So we for Christ, when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ. This is what he ends in his, in his writings. For God made Christ who never knew sin, who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Ambassadors. That's what Paul calls us. The resurrection didn't end with Jesus. It began that day and it's still working today. And after the Roman Empire is long gone, I want to tell you stories of resurrected, transformed lives are still taking place right now. And I want you to hear of these stories. My name is Carlos Line Torres, and I just wanted to talk today a bit about how God has transformed my life. Uh, before I really started pursuing Christ, I'd say I was definitely more anxious. I was struggling with addiction and it's really helped me with that. Um, just through his teachings, I've become more patient. I've learned to just slow down life. Like I said, he's helped me with addiction 
and it's a battle that I'm still fighting, but it's become a lot easier being able to speak with God every day. And um, it's just crazy all the differences I've had in my life. Uh, like I said, he's made me more understanding. He's broken down a lot of walls, you know, hardness of heart that I had for people, um, just like homeless and stuff. And it's really made me want to give more now and to just be a better person, to live more like Christ. And not only has he made a difference in my life, but I'm truly inspired by others, other disciples that have, you know, changed their lives. It's just crazy to hear stories of others. It's very inspiring. Um, you get support from other disciples and it, it that too changes your life just to be able to have these others around you that are true testimonies live in the flesh. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that's just a few of the ways that God has really transformed my life. Jesus has transformed my life by showing me how much he loves me and how much he's already done for me. Um, when I was saved, I wasn't just saved for my sins. I was saved for my sins, also delivered, also healed, also given peace, prosperity, and his love and his goodness. Um, that is what each of us have inside of us. And he has shown me that I need to open my eyes and realize what I have in me and the whole um, from salvation to, you know, till we go to heaven, that whole time we are in eternal life and we are to be um, living like we are in eternal life. And that is living out that we have joy, peace, love, prosperity, deliverance, healing, that we are who he says we are. I've always believed in Jesus, but I've not always known Jesus, and I've certainly not always followed him. In 1993, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, and at about the same time, my, two, uh, my marriage, my second marriage, was falling apart. By October of that year, mom had died from cancer, and my relationship was completely over. Um, I just kind of went in a, in a kind of a self-destructive type mode, and, and um, just didn't really care about anything, started partying and drinking and doing drugs and just staying out all night and just really just didn't even care. Um, but it got old and this went on for about two years. But um, I remember laying in my bed one night and I was so, so tired of it all and, and just broken. And I, um, I cried out to Jesus and I asked him to save me from what I made of myself. and for what I'd done with my life. And I told him how ashamed I was of all I'd done and how ashamed I was of the horrible mother I'd become. And I just began to to just bear my heart to him. And uh, I felt a lightness in my chest even then. And the next day I, uh, I began to change my life. I had people praying for me and I prayed for myself and my life began to change. And over the next several months, I uh, met my husband and we packed up and moved to Colorado, and uh, we built a life here. A life, um, sorry, a life following Jesus and knowing Jesus. And I'm just so thankful for the people that prayed for me, and I'm more thankful for the cross, and I'm thankful that Jesus died there for me and for my sins, and God knows there's many of them, 
So, um, anyway, um, my life has totally changed, and, and I continue to build my life upon him. Um, thanks, guys. I love you. I'm praying for you in these weird times. Y'all have a happy Easter. So I was asked, why has Jesus transformed my life? Um, in so many ways. Um, I don't share my story often. Um, but I just, like, again, feel it's a good testament um, to know that God is ever-present. Um, I had a really rough childhood growing up, and it left me with many scars. Um, everything from depression, anger, um, self-esteem issues, trust issues, and um, I had my wall up, and it was very hard for me to let people in my life, and um, during all that um, turmoil, I still felt that God was present with me, and um, he helped me through all those trying years, and um, I was able to walk through all that. Um, of course, I still, um, you know, have to um, battle with some of my demons, but I know that um, I can do all things through Christ. And it's very important that I share that with everyone. Um, and I think that just having the realization um, that we're not alone um, is comforting. And it also helps us see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hi guys. Like a lot of people in today's society, I didn't always grow up identifying as a Christian. In fact, life had dealt me a pretty heavy hand that culminated in me becoming depressed and eventually trying to commit suicide when I was 17. I know, a pretty heavy subject, but it gets better. When the first couple of days began to pass afterwards, I began to examine what my life had been like before. I was really just going through the motions. I was extremely miserable and I was just barely surviving. And I realized pretty early on that the only way that I could truly thrive was to come back to God. It was a daunting thing, and I didn't know how to do it, but I did it anyway. I studied the Bible as best as I could, I praised God any time that I could, and I tried to be the best example that I could be, even when I was falling short, or at least felt like it. But God told me over and over that I am who he says I am, and that it didn't matter what my past was like or where I'd come from, I just had to come home. And so I did that, over and over. And eventually he led me into a new ministry in my life, which was becoming a nurse. And over the course of the last couple of years of going through the process of going to nursing school, I realized over and over that I want to be the grace that God showed us and especially Jesus in the New Testament, when he showed over and over that it didn't matter where you came from or what you did. He just wanted you. He just wanted to love you. And that's where I want to be as a nurse. I want to continue to minister to people. I want to love people where they are, especially because sometimes as a nurse, you see people at their very darkest. 
I want to be that light. And Jesus taught me that no matter where I was before this, no matter where I came from, he loved me. And so I love you. I love all of you. And I hope that I can continue be, to be an example of grace and understanding and compassion. Because just like I am who God says I am, Jesus isn't done with me yet. God is still transforming lives. We got to hear life change and lives that are continuing to change as they give over more and more parts of their lives to Christ. I don't know where you are today or what you're facing or what you're chasing, but I'm going to tell you this. Nothing that you're chasing is going to be enough. It will still leave you empty. You're always going to be searching for more. It cannot sustain you. The better a version of your life is not enough. The better body, the better life of money, the better stuff, right? The more attention or being in a relationship. Now I'll fulfill myself. No, the more knowledge you have or whatever you're looking for, it's not enough to sustain you because you and I, we were made for God. Only He can make us whole. Only He can sustain our soul, building our lives. As you give your life to Him, He will fill you with the greatest purpose that you have been looking for all your life, the resurrected life. Some of us We've heard of Jesus. We grew up in church and we got bored. And I, I'm going to tell you, I was one of them. It's because I stopped at the cross. I thought, oh, it's about my forgiveness. I'm good with God now. I'm done. And I never got to the resurrection, living the new life that God has given us. I don't know if that's, about, that's you, but that was me, right? But after I experienced, started living my life in the resurrection of Christ, saying, you know what? This is a new life. My old ways have to go. And, I, and for some of, some of us, we might be thinking, you know, I can't really, I don't really know if I did that or not, but you can tell by the satisfaction of your soul. You can't really put a, your finger on it, but in your heart of hearts, you're looking for other things to fulfill you. And I'm telling you, you go to God. You, you're not hungry enough for God. You got to go all in. So what is this resurrected life? It is the power in your life to walk and live as Jesus did. It's to go all in, to begin to see life, to view life, to view people, to view like things that happen to you through the lens of Christ, right? And, and understanding that you and I, we were called to be good news to people far from God, to proclaim freedom for those who are locked up in addiction and sin, to liberate the oppressed, to be light and be bold about it, to be love and cover people, to live beyond ourselves to like die to ourselves and be resurrected in Christ to fight poverty, oppression, and injustice not with Christian memes or cliches on Facebook but with your life, with your tears, with your prayers, with your hands, with your generosity. Now you have a choice today and we have a choice every day, I believe. You can reject this message and you can act like it doesn't apply to you and you can call me crazy 
or you can do something with Jesus. You can do something about what you hear today. Today you might be fine, or today you might be going through some hard stuff, some suffering, some marriage problems, some broken dreams, maybe a hardened heart, maybe a a mind full of anxiety. But I want to tell you just to hold on because God sees you. God knows you and he has a way for you. And there could be a resurrection to every opposition and to every story and an awakening, a purpose for your pain. Today, would you take a step of faith asking Jesus, even right now, you could be sitting in your car or you're sitting in your family room. I don't know where you are, but even right now asking Jesus, Jesus, if you're real, show me. If you're real, I just want to give you a chance. Show me in my life. Direct my path. I need to be part of something that is bigger than me. I need to be part of something that, that is more than me, right? Ask Jesus to walk with you today, to heal your heart today, to renew your mind today, to open your eyes today, to see as he sees, to give you hope today. And that is Easter, the resurrected life. God loves you. He made a way in Christ for you. And that is what I want to invite you into. New life. New life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, there are many people going through all sorts of things in many different situations. But I pray that your word would pierce their heart. That my words, Lord God, and your Holy Spirit would, Lord, Be like a weight on their heart, Lord, knowing that it needs to be changed. And I pray that wherever they might be or whatever they might feel right now, that they would open up their heart and say, Jesus, if you're real, show me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want to take one step towards you. God, let that be new life for so many people today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and I hope you tune in next week, and we get to know you, we get to connect. If you are new to, uh, to this uh, Hill City Online, just please contact us. We'll, we, you can contact us at info at myhillcity.org. Just give us your name, your phone number. We want to keep you connected, get you in groups. We want to get you growing. We have more ways and steps so that you can mature your faith in Christ. Man, I long... Uh, for that, for your life, for your heart and your life and your family to come alive in Christ. He did it for me, and I know he could do it for you. God bless you.